drop. If you're not familiar with our show, because we've got a live studio audience here tonight, hey everybody, make some nice make some noise. Make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> it is a capacity crowd here tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with our show, uh, it is called the Be Kind Rewind, and the purpose of this show is to look at old, we look at old, forgotten, uh, notorious movies that uh, people really don't like. Underrated. Underrated, correct. Underappreciated. Ones that uh, don't fit the bill as a cult favorite. Um, right. Kind of like The Big Lebowski is an interesting movie, and it's got a cult following. Yeah. I personally wouldn't say it's an amazing movie, but it's it's watchable. It's a cult. It's definitely a cult movie. Correct. For sure. Well, that's not what we talk about here. We right. talk about old movies. That's an movies. example of what we don't usually yeah. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so today, here at KrampusCon, we're actually talking about... Uh, a, a, a film that wasn't actually wasn't even uh, from theaters. This was actually a made-for-TV movie. We are talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. Uh, the Holiday Special is fantastic. The Holiday Special was filmed as a stopgap between uh, episode... It became episode four, A New Hope, and episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Of course, this was before episode four was even called that or even called A New Hope. Uh, it was just Star Wars at the time. So this movie, this uh, made-for-TV special, uh, debuted in 1978. It was shown on CBS, and it was and it was only shown once. Uh, when it was made, it was made off of a treatment from George Lucas, who submitted it, and then went off to make uh, Return of the Empire Strikes Back. And he gave it to CBS to make, and they brought on five or six uh, new writers, completely uh, cut the whole story up into pieces, uh, reworked it, and turned it from a story that uh, George Lucas came up with that was only going to be uh, a Wookiee story that took place on Keshish, which is Chewbacca's home planet, about his family, and they turned it into a, a late 70s variety show, which if you're not familiar with late 70s variety shows, were amazing. Um, and almost every single person had one back in the day. The Brady kids had one. These were um, like one-off specials, and the Star Wars holiday special is fantastic because for one, it's not Christmas. They're talking about Life Day. Life which Day, is a, yeah. Which, is a, which it was a holiday that uh, was celebrated on Keshish. Now, the basis of the show, it starts out with Han and Chewie uh, on their way back to Chewie's home planet. Hello. <laughs> Miles Morales is here, too. <laughs> they are on their way to uh, Chewbacca's home planet so Chewbacca can celebrate Life Day with, and this is actually a big deal in the Star Wars canon, even though they've discarded this. This show features Chewbacca's wife, Mala is her name, his father, Itchy, who is freaking amazing, and and Chewbacca's son. Yes, he has a kid named Lumpy. 
Yeah, the funny thing about the beginning of of the TV of the holiday special is that uh, if you've seen it, you know that the first what like ten minutes at t- least, ten minutes at least, mm-hmm. t- maybe fifteen, right? Is just speaking in Wookie uh, with no with no subtitles. subtitles. Nope. And I I know that that is like people that's like a ding against it, but I actually think that's kind of uh, like cool in a funny way, in a way right yeah. because it's kind of like uh you know like when you see like a movie and they're speaking it in uh like a, a foreign language and they don't do subtitles and you're just like supposed to like pick up on what they're talking about through like voice inflection mm-hmm. and like body language and stuff i actually think it's kind of cool that you're supposed to be trying to like figure out what the wookies are talking about without <laughs> really knowing just based on like what but they're wearing starchy <laughs> masks that you can't really see. Although Itchy, the, uh, Chewbacca's dad's mask, is probably the coolest and most horrific thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he's got an, an underbite that goes almost to his nose. It's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> at first, it, yeah, yeah, like a pug. <laughs> at, at first, I thought it was a puppet sitting there in that chair because it was so the the mouth was so articulated. Yeah, his, and then he gets up and walks around. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Because the first time I really noticed anything like that was in the first Ninja Turtles movie, where oh, they're, yeah. they're walking around with animatronic faces, and I, I honestly don't know how they did it. If it was animatronic or if one of his arms was fake and his hand was in there, <laughs> I like think it was animatronic. I, yeah. Well, uh, for '78, that's freaking pretty cool. Yeah, pretty. That is pretty cool. So the whole basis was they took a a simple Star Wars story, Chewie and Han trying to get back to Kashish, and they they shoehorned a bunch of different 70s actors and uh, musical numbers just kind of sprinkled within the show. That's what the, the basis of these variety shows were. Yeah, and it's fun to as you're watching it. to if it, When you watch it, it's fun if you kind of forget that it's supposed to be like a real Star Wars thing and just look at oh, it yeah, as a variety. They, yeah, they, they, they went full force into this. They assumed that this was going to be shown every year. And yeah. It was going to be like a white Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, they have. They did. Uh, Art Carney, Diane Carroll, uh, they have Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. <laughs> uh, some sort of circus act. Yeah. And uh, the big one, I thought, is B. Arthur. Yeah. B. B. Arthur is freaking great in this. Yeah. <laughs> What's not great in this is Roger Corman. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey <laughs> Corman. Harvey Corman. Yeah. Yeah. He, not so much. Right. Um, uh, if you remember Harvey Corman, he was the voice of the Dictabird in uh, the Flintstones. And just that one part in the Flintstones movie was better than everything that he did in this. I know we're supposed to be kind of this, but that was the one thing that if I could walk away, his comedy bits <laughs> that are sprinkled throughout this are very, very rough. Yeah. And there was a lot of cool things. You know, the, these, co- these, these musical numbers, the way they're sh- kind of shoehorned in there is they're all uh, on like screens and little uh, gadgets that... Chewbacca's family has around their house. Yeah, the, um, the 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 Chewbacca family. I guess yeah. they don't have like a last name, right? <laughs> so, uh, it's it's kind of just like a slice of life in their day. It is. It really I, is, actually. Like I feel like if we would see that as like like a fan film or like a one-off short on like Disney Plus or something, mm-hmm. I actually think think that people would actually find that kind of interesting to just see like a day in the life of the Wookiees, even though it's not at all what we think 
no. the like Kashyyyk planet would be like, or they're just like we think of like Wookies as like what we see in Episode Three, right? They're or like in the like video games where well, they're on a, like a lot their, of the of what was from this special was taken for Episode Three with Kashish because all the houses what? are, are way, you saying Kashish? Yeah, Kashik. 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 I feel like you're saying Sheesh. Sheesh? Yeah. It's Kashik well, though, right? Yeah. It's okay. I thought it sounds like you're saying Kashik to me. <laughs> or Kashish. The, like uh, Kapish. Uh, uh, Kapish. <laughs> the the style of house, which I thought was freaking amazing. It's the most seventiest house uh that they they live in and it's way high in the trees and that's how it was in episode three yeah but it's like but it's not like they're just like uh you know like a a like a uh like an amazonian tribe like scenario it's just like they're basically like the cleavers but on a star wars planet yeah there's a laundry basket i mean (laughs) none of them wear clothes mal is wearing an apron at one point for some reason (laughs) i don't i don't (laughs) think of wookies as like being apron wearing no uh an apron wearing people (laughs) uh but we were talking about before we started this of something cool that this does is that in a weird way it does expand the Star Wars universe in a way that not even really like the prequels do. There's yes, very much so. It does expand the world uh, a lot. And what struck me in this is when you watch the Star Wars movies, you watch the prequels, you watch the the you know the originals. Even now, with with the new ones, there is not a lot of. You have the Empire, and unless you were in the Rebellion, the Alliance. They don't really seem to mess with you. Yeah. They really don't. In your day-to-day life, there's no sort of... There, You kind of... Like I said, unless you're running from them, they're just there. There are scenes where they're walking around. Even at Tatooine, that's kind of on the outskirts, you would think that would be a big deal that the Empire was in it. But they're just walking around and just kind of patrolling. Yeah. You don't really, really ever see much. the Empire like interfering with just like the comings and goings of like the like the people of the galaxy yeah right and but at least in this you do see the empire like on Kashyyyk like trying to like impose their will on the Wookiees and that is kind of cool yes it's very uh police state and fascist style they come in and they will raid your house they go in and destroy the little kid's bedroom yeah looking for any sort of rebellion contraband right that you'd which I thought was awesome because they have their regular TV and their console that they use to talk to people. Then they also have a hidden console behind their bookshelf that they could talk to directly to Luke Skywalker. And how they talk to uh, Chewie and Han on the Millennium Falcon is they use right. this little hidden thing. And there's actually some real tension built when the stormtroopers come through uh, from the Empire and they open up the, the sliding door that you think they're going to find the... Uh, contraband radio and nope it's right. a fake front which i thought is brilliant <laughs> um so they will come into your house they will just help themselves to whatever they're doing they'll go through your stuff and they can impose uh, uh um their will the, yeah their will and like um how and when you can't be out after a certain like oh curfew yeah when they, they yeah. impose a curfew uh, later on in this, in the towards the end of the show, that we hello, get, we're recording a podcast. Yeah, come on in about the join. Star Wars holiday special. Yes, yeah, if fantastic. you want to hear our take on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you, must. you don't have to. No. <laughs> uh, but so, to me, that's that. That was really striking that they actually 
affect a day to day's life. They can come into your house. The um, there's actually a cultish and fascist aspect of it too, because towards the end, on the big screen, they have um, an imp- uh, an empire. Um, I don't know what his ranking was, but what he introduced was a um, basically announcement that all Empire members had to stop what they were doing and watch. And if you're familiar with any sort of, um, I've seen this in religious cults, and I've seen this thing where there's like you uh, recordings and videos that you have to watch. They had to stop what they're doing and watch this. And what it was was a, a day in the life of Tatooine, and they or it was. It was something basically like that, where they cut to uh, the bar scene on Tatooine filled with all the same aliens from A New Hope. But the barkeep is B. Arthur, who I personally, to me, stole this movie. I thought her character <laughs> was great because she was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she was. And uh, she's the barkeep of that, 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 the, t- the cantina. Uh, with the same band, playing that same song, although they do play a different song. It's similar. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, song, But it's just a little bit different. It's like, oh, great. They're, they do play something else. So she's the barkeep, and they break into what you're supposed to be watching is uh, a show that all the, the stormtroopers are supposed to watch. Well, they break into that with another recording saying, well, now there's a curfew and everybody has to go home and nobody leaves the bar. Mm-hmm until she decides to sing them a song, Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) which the song is awesome. But what struck me the best was like one of the first things she says, uh, Roger, Roger, uh, Harvey Corman plays yet a third character. He plays three different roles in this three different characters. He comes into the bar to talk to her because he like likes her and he walks this, this scene is freaking amazing. He walks up to the bar and she's standing there and he goes, hi, how are you? She goes, fine. Okay, well, did it your way. Now we're going to do mine. What do you want to drink? (laughs) 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 That was amazing. And I wish I could do that at my day job at Walmart. Uh, (laughs) We did it your way. What do you want? (laughs) uh, I think probably the part of this movie that most people, even like the detractors of it, think is cool is like the animated portion that introduces Boba Fett for the first time. Yep, halfway through, it cuts to a cartoon, which uh, Lumpy, his son, th- that's what I love, too, about it, was this was when their house is being occupied by the stormtroopers. So what he does is he whips out his laptop and his headphones, and he watches a cartoon about the rebels. <laughs> like, yeah. if that would be yeah, a, red, yeah, yeah. a <laughs> red flag to the stormtroopers, I don't know what else, but it's yeah. freaking amazing. So the cartoon that takes place halfway through, I believe, was probably... We're losing Star Lord. Um, Oh yeah, we're talking about Star Wars: A Holiday Special, and the cartoon itself, I believe, was supposed to be a, a, a springboard for the droids cartoon. But it's freaking amazing. The it's all cool. the yeah. animation's really cool. Yeah, it's really kind of creepy and uh, stylistic. C3, yeah, and very stylistic. C three PO as a head, a stick neck. A body and then a stick thing yeah. and then his thing. Han and Solo's face is really weird. Yeah, Han Solo, <laughs> but it's all their voices though, and yeah. you could tell they just wow they they got their check that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But Boba, I mean, it does make Boba Fett seem cool. Like, yeah, Boba Fett is, uh, is fantastic, and I was struck with just how much he is similar to the Mandalorian of the show. Yeah, uh, his voice is kind of—he's got that mechanical sounding voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, in fact, the Mandalorian from that. What's up? Uh, <laughs> the hell's her? Fantastic. Uh, the Mandalorian uh, was actually modeled a lot from that. He carries the same uh, the same weapon that the one from the cartoon carried, if you notice. Yeah. Have you watched The Mandalorian? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's very much styled after that. And it, it's wonderful. Like, they, meet, they meet Boba Fett, and he talks to them, and he calls them friend, and he helps out. He helps, helps out the, uh, let's see, it's... Luke Skywalker and I believe Princess Leia that crashed down. They're following the Millennium Falcon and it crashes and then Luke Skywalker crashes behind them. And that's when he meets Boba Fett and they follow Boba Fett to go find Han Solo and Chewie. Right. I, or what, you, what we nailed it, the head. Uh, the Boba Fett I thought was fantastic. I, I thought that it built a very good character that uh, definitely made an impact. And I really liked I liked the style. And I really liked the thing. <laughs> I we have the biggest Star Wars fan ever. They just got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> We're crushing it. <laughs> Heck yeah, we are. No, I really I, I I liked the cartoon just for it's such an anomaly in this in this uh, story, and, and I really like it. The fact that it is a story about the rebels. So if you think about it in this world. They're already building entertainment and stories about what happened just a year or two before when the rebels destroyed the the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. So in the context of of kids, you know, who are worshiping, not worshiping, but look up to the rebels as heroes, I think that speaks to to uh, again building that world of now what has happened has become a source of of entertainment and. And historical happening. Yeah, for it's sure. It's just a matter of, well, that happened, but now we still have a problem to defeat. Now these people are things. And if you think about it, you don't see that a lot up until the newer, the yeah. newer movies. I, I think the other thing that I like is I can, I'm picturing, I'm, so I'm 31, so mm-hmm. I was not alive when this came out. It came out 10 years before I was Neither born. Neither was I. Uh, I was, <laughs> came but, out two years before I was born. Uh, but I, I feel like I can imagine this coming out in 78 and at least being excited that I get to see like the characters that I like, you know, cause they, they did get like the main crew. Yeah. They got I all mean, the main characters. They're not really doing like a real star Wars adventure or anything, oh, no, but no. it is cool just no, to see fair. them. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. And it was, a, it, even though Mark Hamill's face looks Bizarre. Really, yeah. <laughs> and, Mar- and Mary Lou Retton as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had an accident, didn't he? Yeah, the he around a, this time. Yeah, because yeah. he's got a baby face in this. I and I loved his 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 blonde hair with his mascara. It's fantastic. So, having the whole cast together and having it be a stopgap between the two movies because it seems like they did it. Because all of a sudden, Star Wars was just—they wanted to have something for the fans. I mean, they couldn't get yeah. toys made in time. They couldn't, 
you know, it was they, they were lucky that Star Wars was was such a hit because it wasn't, you know, you, you read a lot of you watch a lot of these documentaries about it, and it wasn't gonna it wasn't anticipated to be as huge as it was, bigger than the biggest you know the biggest movie at the time, you know, even unseated Jaws at the time, which was phenomenal. Yeah. So, was it a cash grab to kind of satiate those fans until the the next sequel? I think so. Yeah, for sure. But it's still fantastic, and I and I and I and I love what we, you said about building the world because it does create a deeper, a deeper reality of what that would be like living under the Empire's yeah. control of the galaxy. Yeah, and you get to just kind of see how like what how things are happening like in other parts of the galaxy rather than just like rebellion Art resistance centric. Yes, yes. Art Carney in this, which who was from the Honeymooners, so that's why he's thirty years. Yeah, Trader Dan. Yep, Trader Dan. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> I like that some people have, like, in the Star Wars universe, some people have insane names. Yeah. And then some people's names are just Trader Dan. Trader Dan. <laughs> I, I really love the ones that are supposed to be clever puns that are just awful. Like Evan Slees Bagano. Yeah. And <laughs> Enfy's Nest from Solo. Yeah. Which yeah. was another good Star Wars flick that I enjoyed. And yeah. Uh, stay tuned to the Be Kind Rewind because we will definitely be covering Solo. <laughs> I yeah. love Solo. It was awful. It was so good. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, and just like, all, all the Sith names are always like so on the nose. Like Darth oh, yeah. Vader is like father, you know. And exactly. Darth exactly. Maul. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The uh, you know, and it, you could tell too that even the guys that made Star Wars didn't quite grasp the tone yet. Because if you look at A New Hope by itself, if you look at A New Hope by itself, it is kind of anomalous to all the other all the other movies. And it wasn't until later that they made it, you know, part four of a of a of yeah, officially a part saga. four of a saga. Because it is just so, it's just one complete story in and itself, and it's not really building much. They destroy the bad guy. The bad guy just kind of spin you know no yeah <laughs> years before he did his frankenstein thing in the third one uh, yeah um so it was cool that you know trying to trying to find that tone and saying well let's do a tv show uh a tv special because they were already using these characters from all sorts of richard they were on a richard Pryor, sh the richard Pryor show the muppet show that star lord mentioned and mm -hmm. um so was, they finally just well let's just give these people do it and another fun fact, <laughs> uh, Princess Leia, well, when they were signing on the cast to do this, she said, one, that I'll only do it if she let me sing a song. So yeah, she does you, sing I have a to song be able to sing to be able to, if I'm going to be on this. <laughs> and she was high as a kite this entire thing. Her that makes eyes, sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she seems Her eyes don't it. dilate at all underneath those stage lights. No. <laughs> <laughs> well... The, yeah, some of the, uh, the, the it was the '70s, baby. <laughs> it was the '70s, and yeah, some of the choices that was made, like in hindsight now, was kind of questionable. But when you look at it, it's just when Art Carney uh, shows up at uh, Chewbacca's family's house and he's bringing him gifts and, and and tools and stuff for them to use. He essentially brings a softcore porno for for Itchy the dad. The grandpa. The grandpa, yeah. yeah Chewbacca's weird. dad. And he literally sits in the middle of the living room with his little helmet and watches a very... A VR. A, yeah. 
song. Virtu- yeah, virtual reality. But uh, it's program. very sultry. Very <laughs> sultry. And the person, you know, she sings a, a very, a very heavily seventies, uh, the disco type song. But it's before this that I think is absolutely just a wowzers is. <laughs> uh, he is create the way it's premised is, is that he's creating her. It's designed. This program is designed to create what you are wanting at the time. So this white-haired, <laughs> aged <laughs> dog man, dog person, yeah, <laughs> you know, has you know crusties all over. I mean, he's just he would be gross if he was just an old. What he guy. wants more than anything is, is a projection of Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll with a weird thing on her head. Yeah, <laughs> with a white, with a crazy white speckled. And it just wig. goes to show that everybody in the Star Wars, Star Wars universe just has different tastes. You yeah, know? Exactly. And the, the <laughs> part where she's taste. talking to him and she says like, "I think uh, you don't have to change anything for me because I think you're adorable." <laughs> yeah. He repeats that like two or three times. He like steps back like 30 seconds so she could say that like th- two or three times to him while yeah. he's watching it. He's just having, he just him, needs having himself a party. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Having himself a party in the middle of the living room. Yeah. On the day before you have this big. So, okay. So on Christmas, Christmas Eve afternoon while you guys are getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> for, <Yeah. your laughs> for Life Day. For Life Day. Life Day Eve. Well, that's, yeah, that's the, the equivalent. Have some yourself time because that was about the closest thing that i can think to what what's going on there with with chewbacca's dad with yeah grandpa. i mean and i can relate to that yeah, not, I, not we, in that fashion but i understand needing to get out of the getting away from the family for a little <laughs> bit you know you know some people just take a walk with their cousin yeah take and, a walk with the cousin and come back all glassy-eyed like yeah Carrie come Fisher, back just but in no, a little bit better of a mood <laughs> give himself a, a party a little more uh <laughs> Willing to engage in conversation with Uncle da- with Trader Dan. <laughs> Trader Dan. <laughs> yeah, the different things that he 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 brings is fantastic. And the the first time you realize you're into what you're you're in for something absolutely different is for one the ten minutes of of Wookie Talk with no subtitles, and then uh, Lumpy the kid puts on a. Uh, they actually have a stand that looks like the ch- the chessboard, the 3D chessboard from the Millennium Falcon, and it's sitting in their living room. And the controls, if you notice, are tape decks. They just put <laughs> two tape decks next to each other on all four sides. So when he turns it on, he's just hitting pause on a oh, you know, nice <laughs> <laughs> on a that's on a creative Mac, on a Maxell. The set tape designer recorder. had to get creative. Yeah. I appreciate that. Some I like sort that. of Sony Walkman that Star Wars <laughs> would have. <laughs> And what plays is a 3D projection of a circus act, circus acrobatics with jugglers and contortionists and all these things. And then that program goes on for a very long time. I think that's one of the hallmarks of this is that these different scenes and these different pieces that they kind of put in here, just they go on for so long. Uh, B. Arthur's scene is 11 minutes long, and she's just repeats herself over and over and over again trying to get the bars before things gone and yeah i mean they were definitely trying to fill time <laughs> yeah they had two hours <laughs> it's awesome the cool thing is this is easily findable on youtube this the 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 thing that i love the best is that it's been on there for three years <laughs> it's still on there usually this stuff doesn't last long on YouTube. well well george lucas like famously tried to scrub this movie from his or from, from history his, yeah. yeah he was like if there's any he, he wanted to like 
I guess it, I think it's an urban legend that he wanted to like go and find all the bootleg copies of it and, and destroy them all. <laughs> Could you but. see like George Lucas just flying around the country, yeah. going to these little comic cons like this, and yeah, and uh, stopping at people's tables? <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me that. Smashing people's <laughs> yep. laptops with sledgehammers. And <laughs> he um he doesn't seem like a bitter guy to me. No, <laughs> except at the time that he was on Robot Chicken doing talking about it. You gotta admit that. Uh, that is kind of a bummer that you come up with a fairly decent story and they just kind of hobble it together. It's like, ah, screw this. We're going to have Jefferson Starship on here saying, which yeah. that scene is pretty cool. Uh, there's a scene. Yeah, where if you like Jefferson Starship. If you like Jefferson Starship. <laughs> but the premise is awesome. So the, the Empire is still holed up in, in the, the house waiting for Chewbacca to show up because they don't, they, they think that the fourth male Wookiee is Chewbacca the Chewbacca. So they're waiting for him to arrive. And to to basically distract them is Art Car- uh, Art Carney plays brings out a little uh little I, I guess a little portable television and has them watch it not on not unlike what Itchy the the grandpa watched and he says here watch this and it's a fuzzy it's a fu- it's a fuzzy rock sh- uh a rock song performed by Jefferson Starship, and the whole time it's like what it would look like if you had glaucoma, because they're not in focus, they're not. It's it's very it's 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 supposed to look psychedelic, but it's just a great yeah. a great. I, I thought it was a fun song, but you know something different to watch that wasn't ever. Yeah. So what? Um, so uh, basically the 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 final if we could put the final bullet points on this is yeah. it does build a world beyond what you see in any of the movies as far as the day-to-day life of thing. The closest thing I can surprise is that the Mandalorian is pretty close to what the kind of, yeah. what that would, that would look like living in that universe where you're just kind of sitting around, not really doing much. Yeah. Um, to have, you know, this slice of seventies is freaking amazing. And if you could find some of the copies that have the original commercials in it, yeah, that's even really fun. And I, I, I'll say, I'd rather watch this than either of the Ewoks movies. Ooh, the Battle for Endor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, this, what was the other one? It was the Battle for Endor. Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage. That's right. Uh, Star Cruiser crash. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that those weren't in theaters either. That they were made for TV movies as well. Oh. Yeah, that's another concept too. That you, <laughs> you know, it is funny to to look at it from now and knowing what that universe looks like. I love the fact that they have the the like the Tie Fighter pilots doing patrol inside Chewbacca's house. The guys with the triangle, the black triangle helmets with no face front. Those guys are usually like pilots and stuff, and they were just there because they had the costumes from. They they'd probably gotten from Lucas Studios for the yeah, show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and all almost all of the aliens from the cantina are present in B. Arthur's song, nice. which is really cool. Yeah, which is, that is very cool. very cool. So if you haven't sat and watched, spent an hour and a half to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special, I definitely recommend it. Uh, there's some really cool stuff to watch. Harrison, if you're Ford. looking for it, like there's cool stuff if you're looking for it. Yeah. Or to sit with your buddies and kind of have a laugh at something that, you know, obviously it hasn't aged well. The the effects are kind of pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, really good, beautiful matte shots of yeah. Keshi. And um, it's definitely worth a watch. And 
I had not watched it until we started planning this episode, and I loved it, and <laughs> I will probably watch it again soon. It is. It's. It has become a holiday tradition at my house. Oh, to, has it really? Yeah, to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put this right up there with the Phantom Menace and Solo. Those are my favorite <laughs> Star Wars movies. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, guys, uh, for sitting uh, and watching this. Uh, like I said, we are the Be Kind Rewind uh, podcast. We celebrate the silver linings of the silver screen. And if you've got those movies out there that you hate, like The Phantom Menace or The Flintstones, or what are some of the other movies? We've gotten quite a few movies that we've gone through. Indiana Jones and In- the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, uh, the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mystery Men. Mystery uh, Men, uh, the Ghost Rider movies, we yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man three, which yeah. was awesome movie. Um, <laughs> so you can catch us on, uh, you can on the find us on, Oh yeah, yeah ease drop, ease drop, ease dash drop dot com. Ease dash drop dot We appreciate you so much, you guys, uh, yeah, for watching for this sitting, live. This sitting with us. Uh, th- this was an experiment, and we greatly appreciate the opportunity. Yep. Uh, Con, uh, we thank you guys as well for having us. Uh, these kind of things are always scary because there are hundreds of very well-crafted cosplay characters running around, and I don't know a damn one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes open for a stormtrooper or like a Starfleet officer so I can yeah. just feel safe because <laughs> I don't know any of these characters. Sure. <laughs> uh, We've got but, Star-Lord in here. Yeah, we got Star-Lord in here now. Look which, after which, us. <laughs> Uh, We thank you so much and appreciate you listening to us. We love you, and we will be back next week uh, with a brand new episode. We will be talking about Cutthroat Island, which I'm really excited about. So I've got to check that out for the first time the other day. So uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, I'm Joey. This is Brett, and we'll check you next time.